Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. If you love me, keep my commandments. This our Lord says in John chapter 14. And in today's gospel, Matthew 22, our Lord teaches us that the greatest commandment which we ought to keep is to love. And moreover, that all the commandments, all 613 of them in the Mosaic Law, are summarized in, are subsets of the great commandments, to love God and to love neighbor. All of the commandments of God whether found under the Old Covenant or the New Covenant, have to do either with loving God and loving others. And as we discussed a few weeks ago, the two are inextricably linked. Loving God and loving others is bound up together. Because if you love God with all that you are, then you will necessarily love others who are made in his image. You will love those whom God loves. And to love others is to love God himself. For as our Lord said in Matthew 25, whatever you have done to the least of these, you have done unto me. So in scripture, when one is spoken of, whether love of God or love of neighbor, the other is always in view or there implicitly. One example is Romans 13, 8. It says, Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Now, the love of God is not explicitly mentioned in that verse, but it's there. We love God by keeping his commandment to love one another. We love God by keeping his commandment to love one another. I mean, John says in his epistle, this is love for God. This is the way in which love is displayed, shown, expressed. This is love for God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Our love for our neighbors flows from our love for God. We are to Love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and our neighbor as ourself. The foundational thing to understand is that our love of God and neighbor is a response to God's love for us. If we're going to love him, if we're going to love others, then we must know the love of God. St. John says in his first epistle, his first letter, we love him, that is God, because he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us. Last Sunday, I wasn't here. Perhaps you noticed, or maybe you played hooky. As they say, when the vicar's away, the parishioners will play. Actually, no one's ever said that ever. First time. It's not a thing. Anyway, moving on. 
I was out of town for a wedding, and it was very special. A dear family that we've known for years, uh, as the Lord would have it, their little girl grew up, and it made me feel really old. You know, it's the first wedding where people's parishioners' kids are now old enough to be uh, married, and this was the first wedding where I had the privilege of marrying someone that I baptized. Uh, it was ver a very special thing. I, I had to keep it together when the bride walked down now. I'm like, all right, the, the groom's going to be crying enough. They can't have the priest crying too. Well, the scripture they chose for the ceremony was from the Song of Songs, also known as the Song of Solomon. I guess... Sexy scripture reading, you know, fits for romantic love. And that is true. At one level, uh, the literal level, the Song of Songs is about the rapturous love between man and woman, between husband and wife. Saying things like, love is as strong as death. It describes a love that is aflame and that cannot be quenched by many waters, by the flood, that is, by the trials and tribulations of life. But ultimately, the Song of Songs, and I said this in my homily, really my charge to the bride and groom, the Song of Songs, on the allegorical level, at the highest level of interpretation, is a symbol of God's love. It's about the love that God has for his people and the love that his people have for him. The Song of Songs is about Christ, who is the bridegroom, and the church, who is his bride. And so I said to them, if you want that kind of love, you probably chose this reading because this is the sort of love that you aspire to. If you want that kind of love, then you need to know the love of God. It is knowledge of God's love which is going to enable you as husband and wife to love one another as he has loved you. The foundation, the font, the source of our love for God and others is an intuitive relational knowledge of the love that he has for us. It's an intuitive knowledge of the heart. It's not just knowing in a Sunday school way, on a vacation Bible school quiz sort of way, like, oh yeah, God loves me. But it's knowing the love of God in relationship. Again, 1 John, we love him. How is this possible? Because he first loved us. This may sound trite. It may sound remedial. Brothers and sisters, God loves you. God loves his children. God is for you. He probably even likes most of you.
the love of God is something yeah, we learn at vacation Bible school. But it's so easy to forget as his children even, even as we recount his mighty deeds, his mighty saving acts week by week, Sunday by Sunday, hopefully day by day, whether it's a guilty conscience, whether it's a a scrupulous mind, we forget that God loves us, that he's for us, that his property is always to have mercy. And what is mercy? Mercy is the loving, comforting, empowering presence of God. If you want to love God, if you want to love others, if you want that to be kindled in your heart, this happens when you are assured of and you continually meditate upon the love of God for us and the love of God for us displayed supremely in and through Jesus Christ our Lord on the cross. Romans 5.8. We're really getting into Sunday school. For God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When's the last time you've taken a moment to ponder that? That Christ died for you. You need to remember it, not in a self-centered, narcissistic way, but you need to remember that Christ died for you. One of the most consistently moving portions of the service for me is the administration of the sacrament. Especially the longer version, which we're definitely going to use today because I'm mentioning that. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for thee. The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was shed for thee. Preserve thy body and soul unto everlasting life. Drink this in remembrance that Christ's blood was shed for thee and be thankful. When you hear those words today and every day that you receive the most precious body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you hear those words, receive them. Ponder them. Receive Christ and his love into your heart. Brothers, if we love God, we will keep his commandments. And it just so happens that his commandment is for us to love. (laughs) To love him and to love others. And it is by a living, loving relationship with him 
inflamed and sustained in prayer, in scripture, in sacrament, in fellowship with one another, that we are enabled to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, all our mind, all our strength, and our neighbors as ourselves. So as we approach the foot of the cross and the most holy sacrament, may the Holy Spirit enable us to receive rightly and may he shed abroad in our hearts afresh the ineffable love of God.